Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. I think I worry about it more than the kids. We've got good kids. They're continuing to fight. They, you don't fight if you don't believe in something. If you don't believe in the coaches, don't believe in each other, or you don't believe that you're going to win, that's when you, you stop fighting. I don't think we'll have that problem ever with this team. And uh, we got to get, get ready for Alabama. But it shows really the character of the kids. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the uh, fall golf tournament here for the 103.7 The Buzz at Burns Park in North Little Rock. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon as it's been a fun-filled show and appreciate Scotty Thurman joining us. We had some fun with him and I know we've been having uh, fun just uh, talking about everything in the world of sports, which I know we'll we'll dive into later on into the show because it is Trigger Tuesday. We'll talk about what's bothering us in the world of sports, but we know that each and every Tuesday here on Out of Bounds, we have the pleasure of being joined by Razorback offensive lineman uh, Josh Braun, which you know I feel bad for him. I wish we could talk to him about coming off of a big win, and I know they're frustrated, and especially the offensive line having their issues, but uh, they're still they're still fighting strong, and we have a chance every single week. And again, thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance, for making it possible to find out more of what's going on behind the scenes. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome in Josh Braun. Offensive lineman Josh Braun is brought to you by Matt Black with Allstate Insurance. Matt Black with Allstate can take care of your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you in good hands? All right, folks, it's that time once again where we are very excited to be joined by Razorback offensive lineman Joshua Braun here on Out of Bounds. All thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance, and Josh, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. I know uh, it's got to be tough, uh, again, once again, coming off of a loss, but uh, appreciate it nonetheless, man. How are you doing this afternoon? No, I could be better, but um, all things considered, I'm doing pretty well. Um, thank you for having me on. Uh, it's something I look forward to every week, so just thank you for giving me this opportunity. Absolutely, man, absolutely. And and just kind of looking back on the Ole Miss game, it, it was one thing where I'll be honest, you know, I thought that uh, it was going to be in a higher scoring game just because of, uh, you know, Ole Miss, and, and they have that high-powered offense, and uh, it seemed like the defense did a good job, but uh, maybe a closer game than what a lot of the experts thought, but just as far as uh, the offense, I know you guys had your, your struggles in this game, and uh, also, uh, you know, maybe had some problems running the ball. Just overall, what was the uh, feel of going up against Ole Miss, and uh, maybe the, some of the stuff that they were doing defensively that was causing you guys some problems in this game? Yeah, we knew going into the game that they were going to stem a lot, a lot of move calls pre-snap, and that post-snap they were going to do a lot of loop games, just twists, and um, we understood what they were going to do. We just didn't do a good job of handling it on the field. Um, we repped it in practice, could draw it on a board. We knew it was coming. We just didn't, at the end of the day, we didn't execute um, to the level that would allow us to win. Um, and that falls on us and something that this week we're going to have to deal with it again. Um, and every week because – the teams that we play are going to watch our games in the past, and once they see the weaknesses in our game, they're going to do their best to exploit it. And so um, it's not something that's going to go away um, until we fix it. So looking at it just from uh, from my perspective, of course, you know, we're, we're in, everybody watching the games, not inside the huddle and everything, but uh, you, you got a lot of guys in that huddle that, that was on the team last year. You got a lot of newcomers. You got some guys that are seasoned veterans, some leaders and everything. And when the offense is maybe having some uh, problems getting it going and finding some rhythm there, 
how, how does everybody view it? Is there frustrations that break out? Is, is it something to where everybody's just focused on the task at hand and just trying to get better the next play? Just what's that overall like whenever the offense is struggling to maintain some consistency there in the huddle uh, each and every time you guys go out there on the field? Yeah, I mean, football is a physical game, so tempers flare up. And so there's definitely some frustration on the sidelines. And I think the leaders on the team, specifically on the offense, and uh, the older guys do a good job of refocusing us before every drive um, so that we just handle the task at hand. And we talk about the situation going on. And, of course, every drive the goal is to score and um, specifically score a touchdown. And I think this uh, this game, just like weeks previous, we, we've gotten the ball to the red zone and then we just haven't been able to – efficiently score touchdowns every time um and i think if you if you look at the final score if we score in the red zone every time it's 28 27 um and that falls on us as an offensive line and the offense as a unit and um that's just our our focus every drive um is just to score and that's what we try to do so looking at some of the the changes that was made on the offensive line speaking of that i know sam Pittman talked last week about uh, some possible changes there. And you guys flipped a few players around, had, had Kudas there at center and, uh, you know, had Brady out to the outside. And then in the middle of the game, and especially at halftime, it looked like it reverted back to the original offensive line. Just uh, what was that like starting that way and then making that changes? And what was that discussion like at halftime too with the offensive line as far as uh, starting the game one way and then reverting back to the other way? So during the week, during practice, we felt that, the original lineup that we went into the game with would uh, present a challenge to Ole Miss's defense, and it would allow us to maybe create a spark um, that we hadn't had in weeks past just with uh, Bo going back to his uh, guard position, even though it's left guard. It's one he's familiar with and played last year, um, just opposite side of the ball. And then uh, we felt like Brady would have success at tackle and Kudus would have success at center. And uh, we just wanted to see if that would – be the change the offense needed to really start getting on a roll and just scoring points, drive in and drive out. And then um, before the half, we um, wanted to go two-minute. Uh, we wanted to go hurry up, and I think we all just felt more comfortable back in our original positions. And then seeing some of the success we had at our original positions during that drive and just in weeks previous, we felt that coming out of halftime – if we could just go back to our original positions and handle what was going on with the defense in front of us, we would be able to score more points that way. Um, and so ultimately I feel like that was the communication. That's what we felt coming out of halftime that that would just put us in the best position to win. You know, one thing I think Sam Pittman has alluded to just since he's been at Arkansas and the offensive line is doing a lot of cross training where, you know, I don't think it's as simple, at least, uh, and you can probably speak more on this, is just, okay, well, I have a center, and he's the center, and I have a guard, and he's a guard, and he's the right guard, not the left guard. I, it seems like there's a lot of guys on the line that can play at multiple positions, even though they may be better at one, uh, they, they move around. Is that something that's pretty common, but also specifically in this offense, to where in the spring and in the fall and everything, a lot of cross-training is going on to where in certain circumstances you can have other guys play other positions mm -hmm. because of that coaching? Yeah, in my experience, it's uh, it's pretty common just to make sure that even though I play right guard, if I need to play left guard, I can go in and play left guard. Um, my sophomore season, I was the backup right guard for six games, but the left guard got hurt. And so um, week seven, I went in and for the second half of the LSU game my sophomore year at left guard and finished the season starting left guard. And so you never know when that's going to happen. And so if – if a backup can go in and play right guard, then a backup can do it. If the left guard needs to go to right, and then the backup can go in and play left guard, it just gives us freedom to move around. Um, I think it started just uh, when people started thinking about the next level. I mean, teams aren't going to go in and draft, hey, we need a right guard. They go, hey, we need an offensive lineman. We need a guard right now, but if he can play tackle, we're going to move him to tackle and move the tackle inside to play guard. Um, and if our left side is really good, then we need a right guard. But just because someone plays left guard doesn't mean they can't play right guard. And so... Just looking at the next level, um, you need to be uh, a multi-tool. You just need to be able to play every position. Um, so I was talking to Kudis, um, I think it was yesterday, just telling him the fact that he played three positions in one game is phenomenal. Um, not many people can do that. I know I, pr I can't do that. I can't go play center. <laughs> if they told me to go play center this Saturday, I would freak out. So um, kudos to him for doing what <laughs> – kudos to Kudis for doing what he did. Yeah. Um, it's uh, – he impressed me. I hope he impressed y'all. Um, 
but definitely just as he grows as a player, he's going to be able to, he's going to be one of the offensive linemen who can play all five positions. And that's, um, that's fantastic for him. Well, as an offensive lineman, of course, cross-training, you mentioned, you know, the center. Obviously, we know, well, what's the difference between a center and a guard? Well, one snaps the ball, one doesn't. You know, the tackles, mm-hmm. and, you know, they got to uh, have more of the outside, maybe the quicker movement to the outside. But uh, th- what, how big of a staunch difference is there between maybe specifically the blocking uh, as far as the center and the guard and the tackle? Is, is it a huge, vast difference between playing those positions or is it at least different on which side of the ball? Just what, what are some of the variances on far as playing offensive linemen and blocking schemes when it comes to each one of those positions? Mm-hmm. The playbook has obviously runs to the right and runs to the left, and those are mirror images. And so I know what to do as a right guard, play side and backside. So I know what the left guard needs to do, play side and backside. However, when I go do that, when I'm in my stance as a right guard, my right foot is back and my right hand's in the ground. When I'm left guard, my left foot's back and my left hand's in the ground. And um, although that seems like a, a little change, being a right-handed individual, it, it's my dominant side. And so when I go to left, it makes me feel all awkward. And now when you move out from guard to tackle, now in our offense, instead of our hand being in the, de- in the dirt, we're in two-point stances. And so that sh- shifts everything. Now your weight's more back on your heels, so when you're run blocking, you need to get weight forward and drive someone. And then when you look at guard going into center, your feet are even, one hand's on the ball, and so you have to be in sort of a hybrid tackle guard stance because your weight's back because you need to sit, but you're also hands down because you need to snap. And so it's, it's, it's something that's very difficult to do, and so... Um, I like to say that offensive linemen need to either play as a guard, you need to be able to play both guard positions, and then either you need to be able to move in and play center, or you need to be able to move out and play tackle. And um, as a guard, if you're not able to do that, you're really limiting yourself um, just when it comes to success on the field and success at the next level. You know, one thing from the Ole Miss game that uh, I thought was a huge positive for the offense, you know, Luke has going down with an injury for the mm-hmm. year was, it was a big loss, but seeing – Washington step up into that role where you know not a lot of people ha- have seen him much. I think he had a touchdown catch last season in the Liberty Bowl, and really haven't seen much of him at all this season. Then, boom, here he is like, getting a huge game against Ole Miss. Just what'd you make of his game and in uh, the type of role that he can play on this offense moving forward? Yeah, I was very happy for him to see him to uh, to see him take advantage of the opportunity that he had. Um, I got mad at him after the second touchdown because I ran up to celebrate with him and he ran away. And so on the sidelines, I got mad at him. I was like, hey, man, we did all that work to get you down there. You're not going to celebrate with us? Um, <laughs> but no, I was just seeing the joy in his face when he scored and just to be able to celebrate with his teammates after that was just – it was awesome to see. Um, and I think it goes to show just the, the dynamics of our offense. Um, we're going to get the ball to the playmakers when we can and they're going to make plays. And so it doesn't matter – who's playing what position week to week, it's the ball is going to be in their hands and they have to make, go make plays. And so it's good to see. Speaking with Joshua Braun, Razorback offensive lineman here on Out of Bounds, thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. And Joshua, now you turn the page and you still mm-hmm. have uh, another road trip. Once again, this time to Tuscaloosa <laughs> to take on Alabama. I know it feels, probably feels like you guys haven't been home in a month because you haven't been home in a month. But uh, <laughs> like looking, looking ahead towards this game, you know, you know about Alabama, you know about Nick Saban, you know about the, the success that they've had, but this is a new year. Just what do you make of uh, going up against them, especially that defense where, uh, you know, it's still a really good team and, and an offense that may be not as good as previous years, but it's still going to be a really well-coached defense whenever you go up against them. Of course. I mean, at the, uh, I've never been to Alabama. I've never played there. And so I'm excited to go to a stadium I've never been in. Um, I mean, they're Alabama, and so they're the gold standard of the SEC um, the past decade. Um, that may be changing here soon, but um, when you go play Alabama, it's a big deal, and you need to treat it as such. You need to prepare just like any other game. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, just because they're Alabama, they still have to strap on their cleats, and they have to step on that field, and they have to play. And uh, the coaches were saying at some point the logo's got to come off. And they're just a team like anyone else. And they have deficiencies that we need to exploit. And there are some things that we need to take advantage of um, that their defense does. And we need to understand our game plan fully 
and just go execute it to the best of our abilities. So as an offense, this week, just, again, trying to get back and, and run the ball mm-hmm. effectively, I think is what Coach Pittman talked about, how the, you guys got to figure out a way to, to run the ball. Just what's the focus and the mindset been like uh, for the team just into this week? And, uh, you know, what are some things that you guys can do to make sure that you do find a way to run the ball effectively? Because uh, mm-hmm. being two-dimensional is always a lot better than just being one. So how do you guys figure yeah. that out? Um, at the end of the day, it just goes back to the basics. Um, if you let your fundamentals um, just get sloppy halfway through the season, because now that we're game planning, we're not really – the focus isn't so much on fundamentals like it is during camp or during spring football. And so we need to revisit, retouch just the basics, our steps, our stances, um, our pre-snap thought processes. Every Before every snap, we have a plan, and we just need to perfect the plan going forward. And um, I know this week specifically for me, I'm working on my pad level and just my drive and my, my feet placement. And so um, there are certain things across the O-line that we're focusing on um, individually. Um, but I would say to get to be able to run the ball, you need to have solid fundamentals, especially against a team with a defense like Alabama's. And so I think that once we get back to the fundamentals, get back to the basics, perfect those, we'll see more success. Yeah, because one thing also, too, is just, you know, looking at uh, the, the offense in general, you know, people are kind of keep wondering if there's going to be a breakout game. I know you guys had some success there against LSU. Um, the big playmaking ability, it seems like there are a lot of playmakers on this team. Uh, what are just some things to maybe also get K.J. Jefferson going? Because we know he's a playmaker. Uh, and not only having him have the confidence to make those throws, but to also run the offense effectively. What's kind of the key to get him going? Because, uh, you know, I'm sure you know as good as anybody, the, the offense is only as good as the quarterback can really take it to the next level. So uh, how's, as an offense, how do you get him going? He can make plays. We need to give him time to make plays. Um, I think that falls squarely on the offensive line. Um, if we open up the holes, him and Rocket will they'll hit the holes and they'll score. If we give him time to throw the ball, he'll complete the passes and they'll score. And so I think at the end of the day, it falls on us to – allow our playmakers to make plays. I think we're we're handcuffing them with our inability to give them time. And um, I feel for them. I know how competitive they are and how hard they work to make plays, and we need to step up and give them time to do that. And another question, too, and I know this may uh, be, you know, be a little awkward at times, but I'm just curious just from a college athlete, you know, Sometimes when a season goes kind of like when we're losing four games in a row, a lot of guys can start losing a little bit of faith, a little bit of confidence, and, and the team may start kind of separating itself. But for, for all the credit that's due, you guys are still fighting hard. You're still playing hard. And I think Sam Pimmons even talked about the effort that's there. Uh, what, what's kind of the key to that and making sure that, hey, even though you guys are on a skid here, you still got a lot to play for and you still got to come together as a team because uh, a lot of other places, it may not be as easy just to, to do that, especially going through some of the struggles you guys had this year. I think the beautiful thing about football is it's a, it's a microcosm of life. And so even though everything is going wrong, um, even though we've lost four in a row, we still have six more games to play. They're not going to come out tomorrow and say, hey, the season's canceled. Y'all can just go home. We're just not going to do it anymore. And so just like in life, when things aren't going your way, you still have to live. You still have to be here and do your job. And, and so I think this is a chance for us to fight and really show who we are. And at the end of the day, that's all you can do. You have to come together as a team, and you have to fight for your brother. You have to fight for the university. You have to fight for the team. And I hope as the season progresses, starting this week, we're able to turn the page and not talk about what's going wrong with the team and how do we fix it, but talk about what's going good with the team and how do we keep that going. And so I think that's that's all we need to do. We just need to come together, keep fighting, and one of these days it'll break and it'll just keep going and we'll build from there. Well, on a lighter note, too, I, I was curious because uh, against Ole Miss, I saw that it seemed like there was a lot of slipping all over the place, not only for, for y'all as an offensive line, but even for Ole Miss's offensive line. And I, I know that you know field conditions are always a thing, but I don't think it rained over there or anything, but just seemed like there was a lot of uh, a lot of slippery feet out there. Was it something about the, the conditions of the field? And, and you know, not saying it's an excuse or anything, but it just certainly seemed like everybody was kind of slipping all over the place. Yeah, I don't know uh, whether they watered the grass or or whatever. I, I definitely felt uh, a little slippery um, on our first drive, driving in to score. Um, I think we were on the eight yard line, and I went to pull, 
and I actually slipped and just fell straight on my face. Um, but then I got up and tried to push the pile. So maybe redeem myself a little bit. I don't know. Y- y'all can decide that. <laughs> but, uh, uh, we definitely watching film today. We saw everyone sliding around like they were on skates and it wasn't because we had, it's not because we were on our toes or on our heels or anything. I mean, we were on our insteps, had a good base. It was just the field was very slidey and, um, it's something that both teams had to deal with, so it's not an excuse one way or the other. It was just something that was there, and you had to deal with it. Um, I've never had to deal with it before. I don't know what was going on there, but it was definitely an interesting experience, to say the least. Well, because I've always thought of, like, you know, the difference between turf and grass. Like, I've always felt like, you know, if you have football, you should be playing on the grass. Like, it's, it's just the way that God intended, if you will. But, like... Um, <laughs> But like I know, so I know the difference between turf, but I never think about the differences of just the grass conditions themselves when it is natural grass. But you mentioned about being it cut short or whatnot. Like that's the stuff. It's like I don't even think about. It. I didn't. I felt like there was just a standard, you know, that they should have yeah. across the board where everybody's on the same, literally, and no pun intended, the same playing field because it just seems like that there's a standard. But I guess with grass, it's all uh, can be different conditions for different places. Yeah, I don't. Know. I think in um, I think it's soccer they do a big deal with how they cut the grass and it does something to the way the ball rolls on the grass or something. So I know there's some science behind it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're doing some grass science in Ole Miss, but uh, whatever it was, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Do you have a preference on, do you like the longer grass playing in that? <laughs> or like, I mean, it's, mm. is it doesn't make that much of a difference. I've honestly never noticed until this weekend. So whatever they're doing, it, it, <laughs> did something to it. <laughs> yeah, it certainly seems like it. Certainly seems like it. Well, Josh, man, as always, we appreciate you joining us. We always appreciate talking with you and recapping the game. And sure. uh, I know that uh, next week, uh, hopefully, we'll be talking to you about uh, the first game against Alabama that Arkansas has won since the Bush administration. It's been since 2006, so you could be a little part of history <laughs> uh, if that's the case. We'll so look forward long, to it. Yeah, it's been a long time. So we appreciate it, man. Look forward to catching up with you next week. Sounds good. See you then. Again, that was Josh Braun, the Razorback offensive lineman, joining us thanks to Matt Black, All-State Insurance. We will take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll give you more of what's going on here at Burns Park for the Buzz Fall Golf Tournament. And we'll keep it moving on to Trigger Tuesday. We'll also hear from Trey Schaap on the other side of the break, so you won't want to miss that. So stay tuned here on Out of Bounds. I'll be on Morning Mayhem every Wednesday this football season. We're going to get ready to hit that line and root on those hogs because we got the wood, y'all. And when you need a new pole barn, metal roof, or steel building, go see my friends at Reed's Metals of Benton where you can buy direct and save online at reedsmetals.com. Sports Center. In Major League Baseball last night, the Braves evened up their best-of-five series against the Phillies, winning 5-4. to four. The game ended with a spectacular play by Michael Harris II. He deals a 2-2. Castellanos in the air to right center field. Harris is on the run. Harris at the track. He leaps, and he makes the catch. Harper might be doubled up. The throw gets away. The throw The Diamondbacks took a 2-0 lead over the Dodgers, winning 4-2. The Dodgers, who won 100 games in the regular season, are now on the verge of elimination. Game 3 of both NLDS matchups will be on Wednesday. Today, the ALDS continues. The Astros and the Twins are tied up at 1, and the Rangers can advance to the ALCS if they beat the Orioles tonight. Both games can be seen on Fox. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smarter, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor. 
closer than you think. Erectile dysfunction is a very serious medical issue. It affects over 60% of men over 45. This can be caused from low testosterone, high blood pressure, diabetes, prostate issues, and high cholesterol. The staff at the Little Rock Men's Clinic are specialists in treating these issues. Our medical specialists will determine your specific problem and develop a treatment plan for your specific needs. Our treatments have helped thousands of men with a 96% success rate. Call the Little Rock Men's Clinic at 501-382-9516. Now through October 31st, our office visit is only $79. That includes your exam, blood work, and testos. If our specialist can't prove to you that the treatment works, your office visit is absolutely free. I am 58 years old, I have more energy, and I am performing like I am 21 again. I feel amazing. Come to the Little Rock Men's Clinic. We treat low T, ED, Peyronie's disease, and offer a male enhancement procedure. Call the Little Rock Men's Clinic at 501-382-9516. That's 501-382-9516. Or visit Little Rock Men's Clinic Brett Michaels, Party Gras 2023. Saturday, December 30th, Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Event Center. From over 50 million albums sold comes the Poison Hits and Solo Hits Live. Brett Michaels, Party Gras 2023. Tickets on sale now at oaklawn.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Strength is measured not by the number of accounts. Strength is placing value on relationships. It's having the vision and the guts to invest in growth. It's the commitment to responsibly manage your money. At Stevens, we believe that our strengths build success. Not only for us, but for our clients. Stevens. Member NYSE, SIPC. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Out across the 20 to the 25 to the 30. Satania trying to get to midfield. He's across the 50. He's got a chance to go. Isaiah at the 20, the 10. Touchdown, Arkansas. A 53-yard punt, an 87-yard return, and there you have it. On 103.7 The Buzz. Bet Saracen is Arkansas' favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is as close as your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. Razorbacks taking on Alabama this week, and Razorbacks are plus 19.5, and, and the over-under is 47.5. Thursday night football, Denver Broncos taking on Kansas City Chiefs. A bit of a surprising line here. 47.5 is the over-under, just like Arkansas-Alabama. But the Chiefs are a 10.5-point favorite against the Broncos. Uh, many probably would think that that line would be a little bit more. But if you're thinking that the Broncos can hang within 10, wager on the Broncos. But if you think the Chiefs are going to get more than a 10.5-point win, so 11 or more, go with the Broncos. Those are some of the lines that you can get on Betsaris. And they have specials props, double R props, in-game betting, and any and every sport you want. MLB, NBA is coming up, combat sports, boxing, MMA. It's all there on the Bet Saracen app. For the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the Bet Saracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of How to Play featuring Jancy Sheets. It is a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds, and appreciate Joshua Braun joining us in the previous segment as we are live from the Buzzball Golf Tournament here at Burns Park in North Little Rock. And we're going to keep the golf talk going because we got Trey Schaap live down in Dallas for the third annual Jackson T. Stevens Cup, so let's hear from him. Coverage of the third annual Jackson T. Stevens Cup from Trinity Forest Golf Club in Dallas, Texas is presented by Stevens. Stevens, focusing on relationships over transactions. All right, Trey Shap joining us now. What's up, Trey? What's up, guys? How are y'all doing? 
Doing good. Oh, and we're doing great. Uh, we got a beautiful day here in Arkansas and being here at Burns Park. Got some golf in, and I know there's been plenty of golf going on down there where you're at, too. Yeah, uh, it's a little uh, overcast and a little bit windy today. <laughs> and uh, this Trinity Forest uh, layout is really giving the uh, Arkansas teams some trouble. I say giving them trouble. I mean, the Arkansas men are really playing well. The only problem is all the other men's teams are playing well as well. The Arkansas men are 24 under par. They are 10 under par on their third 18 holes. They had to come back and finish up a little bit this morning with some of their players. And so at the end of 54 holes, the top four will advance to match play. And right now, Florida State leads the way at 45 under par. And they are 10 under on their third 18, followed by Arizona at minus 41. Earlier, uh, Connor Gaunt, the uh, outstanding player from Cabot, Arkansas, who plays for LSU, was tied for the lead, but he bogeyed the ninth hole. And so he is three under on his round currently through nine holes. He's tied for second. And so today they will crown the individual champions. Tomorrow they will crown the team champions with match play on the women's side. Uh, Arkansas is in last place there as well. And uh, not as fortunate as the men. They are just three under par as a team. Uh, They are uh, three shots behind Duke for sixth place. Texas leads the way at minus 26. And last year's champion, Stanford, the Stanford women, minus 21. So anything can happen in match play. Stanford just trying to get into that 1-2 matchup with Texas. And last year, that's how Stanford won this event. They were the two seed going into the match play. So what happened uh, to end the day yesterday, Trey? We know you were saying that uh, the first round may not have been completed, and then they were going to come back and play some of that and the second round today, and then what else is on tap for the rest of the day? Yeah, so, Joe, they actually, the first round yesterday got in. The second round was called or suspended due to darkness. So they came back out 8.30 this morning, put the balls in the air, finished that second round, and then repaired everybody for the, uh, the uh, third and final round of stroke play. And so the top four teams in both the men's side and the women's side will advance to match play tomorrow. So you'll have one versus two and three versus four to figure out where the teams shake out. Uh, The individual champions will be crowned today once play is done. So, Dre, just uh, from where it was yesterday into now, I know you kind of went a little bit into it, but uh, always interested about the conditions and and everything that's been going on down there. Has it been quite a jump, and kind of what does it look like the the rest of the way as far as uh, any weather or any elements that may play a factor? Yeah, believe it or not, I think the weather's going to hold out and actually be pretty good. Yesterday it it was not as windy. The wind did pick up later in the day. But it was much warmer yesterday. There's a little bit more cloud cover today, and it's expected to have a lot of cloud cover tomorrow. So tomorrow uh, it might not be as warm, but uh, the wind is uh, expected to pick up, though, more tomorrow than it has been the past two days. And with this being a, an open links-style golf course, although it doesn't, the ball doesn't run out as much as you would think being a links-style-looking course, um, if the if the wind really gets up, I could see some of the uh, scores being higher. But you're playing match play, so it doesn't really. I mean, all you got to do is beat your one opponent, and you know you, all five scores will count tomorrow, as opposed to you play five players each team today, and only four scores count. Who are the teams that have impressed the most so far um, over the past couple of days? Well, I would think on the women's side, it's Texas and Stanford. Uh, they're one and two, but South Carolina's got a really good team. Uh, they're tied with Wake Forest for third right now. And on the men's side, you have to say Florida State. Um, Arkansas beat Florida State in a head-to-head uh, competition at the Folds of Honor back in uh, September up in Michigan. But Florida State right now, as a team, they are have players. They are through 9 through 12. They are 10 under. They are 45 under for the tournament so far and that's just 54 holes so think about that 54 holes will be played when they're done today and right now they sit at minus 45 that's almost a birdie a hole as a team i'm kind of curious just because uh, you mentioned him yesterday and he's somebody that i've actually had a few conversations with but uh john daly jr man uh, what's it's i think he's always just the name is always going to be interested but i know you mentioned him yesterday how, how things been going uh, on that side of things today 
Yeah, he is actually one under par on his round right now, so he's minus eight, tied for 13. He went birdie, bogey, birdie, bogey, birdie, bogey on the uh, on the backside, which is where they started. They started on 10, so on the 12th hole after two pars, birdie, bogey, birdie, bogey, birdie, bogey, and then he parred uh, the 18th hole, and he's since birdied to par five second, and uh, he sits at minus one for this round, minus eight for the tournament, and tied for 13th. As a college golfer, what are um, the average drives? Like, how much do these players add from being in college to becoming a professional? Well, most of them, uh, some of the ones like the individual champions could probably go play at least on the Corn Ferry Tour, you would think, right now. And, and the, the, the one thing that in the NCAA Division One men's is they've got this NCAAU that they that they do and so if, if you finish in the top of the points in the NCAA men's standings then you end up getting a tour card so if, if you can play your season and, and you're at the top of the rankings at the end of the season you will earn a tour card um, and if you want to turn pro you can turn pro if you want to stay an amateur and compete in college golf then you can stay an amateur and compete in college golf I'm also curious too, Trey, as you know, I've, I know that uh, you follow the game of golf in general, but just the college golf game itself, uh, how, how has it grown just over the past five, ten years? Because we feel like, at least I do, almost every college sport has grown dramatically, uh, especially the non-revenue generating sports. But uh, the game of golf on the college level, how much has it grown from just over the past five-year period in college? Yeah, no, John, that's a great question. I think it's grown uh, tremendously. You look at this event that Mr. Warren Stevens and Stevens, uh, decided to, to start putting on. It's only the third year for this. It's been telecast on the Golf Channel every year. Uh, the fact that the Blessings Collegiate, uh, once COVID hit, has been telecast on the Golf Channel as well. And, in fact, there's a tournament coming up in a couple of weeks that's going to be on the Golf Channel that's going to be played, a collegiate tournament that's going to be played at the Old Course in St. Andrews, Scotland. So the fact that uh, the Golf Channel has uh, committed resources to it to try and help grow the game, uh, these players are playing in front of a gallery, in front of the cameras, and there's a lot of pressure on them, and it just gets them ready for either the PGA Tour, Corn Ferry Tour, LPGA Tour, Symmetra Tour uh, for the ladies. Uh, it's just something that helps them kind of get used to playing in front of the lights, if you will. They have reps from all the tours that are there to see those players right now, right? Like, not necessarily from a, a scouting. I don't know if that's exactly what they're doing golf-wise, but they are there to see some of the players in, playing in these settings. Yeah, they, they, they watch. They know what's going on. They know who the good players are. And with the ranking system, the, the world amateur ranking system, uh, they know who the best amateurs are. And obviously getting points, how you finish not just in these collegiate events, but your amateur events as well helps you on down the road. Well, Trey, as always, man, we appreciate it. I know it's been a lot of fun for you down there, too, but great job covering everything going on with the Jackson T. Stevens Cup. And uh, stay out of trouble down there, man. I know it's a good time always when you go down to Dallas. I'll I'll try, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. All right, sounds good. Appreciate it. Again, that was Trey Shab joining us as he covers the Jackson T. Stevens Cup, the third annual one down at Trinity Trinity Forest Golf Club in Dallas, Texas. We'll take commercial break when we come back. We'll have your Razor Hog update, and we'll keep it moving here as we broadcast live on Out of Bounds on Trigger Tuesday from Burns Park here in North Little Rock for the Fall Buzz Golf Tournament. Stay with us here on Out of Bounds. I know the last three years people have got accustomed to paying sticker price for a brand new vehicle. Well, it's not that way anymore at Red River Ram. If you're looking for a new Ram truck, we've got heavy-duty four-wheel drive trucks starting at $49.5 or up to $12,000 off sticker price for a Cummins diesel. And we've got $11,000 off Ram 1500 Bighorn four-wheel drive trucks. If you want the best selection and the best buying experience, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Now during Ram Power Days. 
Where can you find 16 cold beers on tap, the largest Irish whiskey selection in town, weekday happy hour, as well as college, pro, and even World Cup football games all on big screen TVs? Oh, and let's not forget the great food, great drinks, daily lunch specials, music on the weekends, and a private party room available with reservation. Well, of course it's Dugan's Pub, your favorite Irish pub in Little Rock since 2010. Dugan's Pub, downtown 3rd and Rock Street. Dugan's Pub, L. Have you gone all summer long and you've had pain in your knees, your back, your hips, maybe even your shoulder? Well, why don't you try to get rid of that pain? Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. I've been talking about QC Kinetics now for quite some time, and I've got friends, family members across the country that are using QC Kinetics right now, and it is changing their life. And the best part? No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. Think about that for a minute. And people are feeling like their self again with no pain. QC Kinetics doesn't just mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties in your own body to go directly to those joints and restore and repair those damaged tissues. Listen, life is about motion and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Justin Anchor reminding you that if you want the job done right, then don't stress. Just go with the best. Certipro Painters is your go-to painting company. You can get your free estimate scheduled at Certipro.com. That's Certa with a C. Each Certipro Painters business is independently owned and operated. People who are going to be responsible and people who are going to be accountable to you and your family to make sure your project gets done right. So if you've been thinking about sprucing up your home or business for the fall season that is almost upon us, you need to get Certipro on the case. Use the company that I've used many times over over the years. It is Certipro Painters. You'll be happy you did. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest-rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2180. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Trips left. That's into the open side of the field. Got a new running back in the game. They throw it short and it's intercepted. Inside the 25. That's going to be a touchdown. Arkansas picks it off. That is Antonio Greer. Transfer from South Florida. First action of the season into the end zone. Hogs are on the board. On 1037 The Buzz. Trigger Tuesday, broadcasting live from the Fall Buzz Golf Tournament here at Burns Park in North Little Rock. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon as it's been a pretty fast-moving show, but that's what we love here on Out of Bounds is we got uh, still a lot of things to, to dive into, but did want to mention here on the Southern Structural Solutions text line, 
Uh, a few people uh, have been chiming in, like J.K. in Fairfield Bay, saying, uh, I like the young man Josh Braun. He has so much honesty, as well as uh, from the 501, says, I love this Joshua Braun kids segment. He's really awesome. And uh, it's always great to, to hear the feedback from that. And so we appreciate Josh coming on. But, you know, it, it's... It's, it's got to be tough, as we were talking about, like, you know, he doesn't want to deal with having four straight losses. You know, he doesn't want to talk about it. He'd rather, I'm sure, talk about great wins and great moments. But uh, you got to give uh, credit to, to not only him, but just to all of the, the players in, bat, in football for Arkansas that has NIL deals with us here on The Buzz that come on and talk about it. Because I'm sure the college kids, you know, you hear all the criticisms online, but still come on with us, still do the interview, and still talk about the tough questions. It's always admirable. Recap the games and then spin it forward to the next game, and that's uh, that's what they're doing. Oh, so yeah. They are there at times to answer tough questions, but for the most part, it's just uh, it's a good conversation yes. to kind of get some insight to the team. Yes, it's always great. So uh, we look forward to that, and uh, we'll see uh, what happens uh, on the basketball side of things, too, and maybe uh, we can have some players from that as well. Uh, but uh, a few things, though, because uh, I know we'll have your Razor Hog update. We're probably actually going to push that back to the next hour, but uh, uh, there were some other headlines that uh, we wanted to uh, to bring up. I saw that Mario Cristobal, the head coach, of the Miami Hurricanes, <laughs> we know about the uh, the controversy that he was going through after the late night blunder that he had against Georgia Tech. But uh, he was on his uh, show on and read this because I want to make sure you get the station right. Audaz- Odyssey's AM five sixty Sports WQAM. So in Miami, yeah, yeah. I assume it's in Miami because it's on his show. But I was sitting there, I was like, man, that's a long name. Uh, but uh, he says, quote, when he was asked about it, he says, "There's no way to ra- rationalize it. It's the wrong decision. I should have kneeled it. We didn't do it, so I just got to press on, man. Move forward. That's yeah. all you can do. Yeah. And then uh, you know we were talking about it yesterday. He didn't fall back on any excuses about, you know, he was down and they should have reviewed it just because he knows that they shouldn't have done it to start. Yeah, and again, you got to give him credit for acknowledging it, but uh, he, you talk about someone who's had their feet to the fire. It's definitely been him over the past uh, past few uh, days. It, it, it's, a, it's a teaching moment and something you can learn from. Now, they should have already known that, but since they've been through it, you can guarantee that they'll be one of the, the teams that will be quick to get in victory formation. It's like mm-hmm. it's not even going to be a thought from here on out. If it's a question of is it time to get in victory formation or do we need to run more plays, they're going to go ahead and get in victory formation. Oh, yeah. They, they're going to be smart about it. And, you know, this is something I'm going to – it's like a real precursor to Trigger Tuesday, but I don't know if it's maybe just the access that we have, but I feel like so more often now, especially in football, whether it's NFL or college or whatever, I feel like there's more lapses of game management uh, nowadays than maybe there was previously. Again, maybe it's just because of the access, maybe because we just see it a lot more often, but I just feel like it's been – a lot more rough over the past <laughs> year or two, especially in game management. I, I don't know if maybe people are overthinking it. Maybe it's just a coincidence, but man, stuff like that it just you know. Some, some, I think some coaches just overthinking, like maybe try to overanalyze and say, "Oh, well, here's the analytics and what they say." Sometimes I think like it just maybe too much of that stuff going on. Yeah, maybe maybe so, but mm. you know, especially when you get in in those um, late game situations and you know those clutch moments or situational type football situations that they talk about situational football then you do have to make some of those tough calls and you have to make the right call Mm -hmm. which is not uh, always the easiest thing to do and speaking of uh, coaches shows I love this comment uh, which again talk about people getting upset with Mark Stoops the Kentucky coach they got worked over by Georgia pretty good over the weekend but uh, he was on his weekly radio show which I thought was interesting they do that Monday night for his radio show on weekly I know every team's different but yeah get to it yeah right get, it, get through it <laughs> get it out of the way as quickly as possible uh, but he made the comment that uh, he was he was asked about of course you know the, the game against Georgia and the players and everything and the criticisms he says fans have that right I give it to them. I just encourage them, though, to donate more because that's what those dudes are doing. I promise you. Georgia, they bought some pretty good players. You're allowed to these days, so we could always use some of the help. And he also went on to say the fans should pony up if they're frustrated with the program struggles against teams like Georgia because they need that NIL money. Yeah, and they ask for that all the time, but it is interesting that after a loss, and, and especially with the way they got beat, that he does come with those comments, but maybe that is, you know, a timing deal where he felt like 
this is the right time to put it out there because of the result of the game, and everybody, it's fresh on everybody's mind. This is when they need to know. And I kind of like the response, too, because, you know, criticisms can come in all different forms for coaches and players. We see it. We, I mean, we've had it here on uh, on our show just over the past few weeks with Arkansas. But I love how if you're a coach, you know, so you could sit there and say, oh, well, you know, that's what they, they, they pay their money. They can criticize, whatever. I like how Mark Stoops is kind of, at least he's built up, I think, enough of his uh, resume of being there in Kentucky and having success where he's like, hey, if you want to if you want to criticize and all that stuff, that's fine. But. How about you also uh, donate more? You know, we, we, we need the money. You want better players? You want better results? <laughs> Fork it over. Let's get some NIL going. It's almost like turning the tables on them a little bit where it puts the pressure on, on them. So I appreciate at least uh, the fresh take on it to where he's just like, hey, you want it? Just help us out here. Give us some, give us some money. They, we need yeah, it. they can help the cause, so he's letting everybody know. Yeah. As for record life and feedback, North Little Rock Mike says, there goes that bad man again, game winner, He's talking about George Pickens getting the game-winning touchdown against the Ravens. And he asked once again, all pro. (laughs) Now, the only thing with that North Little Rock Mike is George Pickens, he's making outstanding plays. He does it, it seems like, every game. The numbers are going to be a challenge because to be an all pro, they they base that on stats and numbers. So not sure that he's going to have the numbers to go along with some of those great plays that he's making. Yeah, I've also felt like how difficult it is, at least for me, with the picket and pickens, you know, like the, the, the go-to there. It's like, you know, sometimes I forget. I was like, no, no, pickens is not the QB. I get him mixed up myself. So that's kind of a cool thing with at least how good he is. Yeah, seeing so, that play. Yeah, so the play itself, there was a little controversy behind that because Matt Canada, the OC for mm-hmm. the Steelers, he's been under fire. The controversy was they showed a shot of the box and the offensive coaches, everybody celebrating. And Matt Canada is just kind of sitting there still, and he's not celebrating like everybody around him. So the controversy is everybody thinks that Kenny Pickett changed the play from the formation, and that's not the play that they were designed to run. And then everybody was happy with the result, and they're saying Matt Canada wasn't because the play was changed, and you see what the result was. Mm. Well, wouldn't that be a story right there if that was the case? I don't know. I, I get you know, maybe a pride thing, but if I'm if I'm Matt Canada, I'll be like, yeah, I called that play totally. Yeah, look at me. Look at look at that great play. But, call. but yeah, I mean, and if he did change the play, that's great mm-hmm. from the quarterback standpoint because when you get to the line, everybody is on the left side, and George Pickens is one on one on that right side. So throw it up to him. Nick, you made the right play because it worked out, and, and you won the game. So yeah, that, I did see that clip, and that that was a pretty funny moment. But we are up against the top of the hour update coming up. When we come back, uh, we'll have Trigger Tuesday. We'll get more of your phone calls. And text messages. You can call or text in at 501 661 1037. And we'll keep it moving on Out of Bounds live from Burns Park here in North Little Rock for the Fall Buzz Golf Tournament on Out of Bounds. It's Kayak Chaos at Arts Marine. Pick your perfect kayak from their large inventory and start exploring the natural state. Right now, get 20% off feel-free kayaks. We also slash prices on Mokin 10 and Lure 10 kayaks. Your granddaddy trusted Arts Marine, so should you. Jackalope Cycling is passionate about the Arkansas outdoors. To help you enjoy this beautiful state, Jackalope offers an array of bike rentals to get you on the trails. What about fly fishing from a bicycle? You can't do that, but Jackalope...